Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Way Up North podcast. My name is Erin Bishop, and I'm wondering actually if you can hear my cat purring right now real close to where I am. I'm hoping not, but anyways, I'll I'll move in a minute. Today we're going to be chatting to Vanessa Joy, who's a wedding photographer, uh, born, raised, and based in uh, New Jersey in the States, and we're going to hear a bit about her and what to expect from her talk, and there's a little bit about bunnies that's going to go down. So yeah, you'll want to stay tuned to this one. Um, Stand by while I relocate my cat and we'll be right back with Vanessa. Well, I'll I'll officially say hello to Vanessa Joy and thank you so much for taking a little bit of your Friday night time to chat with us. Yeah, I mean, not a big deal. I'm sitting here with a glass of red wine. I like it. That's the perfect time for a chat, I feel. (laughs) I think so. Well, Vanessa, Vanessa Joy, is it, do you go by Vanessa Joy? Is that your middle name? It is my middle name. People call me Vanessa or my friends call me V or Ness. So you can call me whatever. <laughs> Any of the above. I like it. Um, so for those uh, out there that have never heard of you, um, why don't you just start by telling us a little bit about yourself and, and what you do? So I'm a wedding photographer. I'm in the New York, New Jersey area. And I photograph more of the high-end boutique-style weddings, so not a ton of them. I max out at 20 on purpose. So I have time, really, to do all the other fun stuff I like to do, um, which speaking is one of them, and traveling and and teaching photographers and also spending time with my family. I've got two kids and a hubby. Oh, nice. How old are your kids? I have a one-year-old son. His name is Judah, and a four-year-old daughter named Felicity. Nice. Are they coming over to France with you or leaving them at home with with the man? We are leaving them at home. My husband, he is just, he is father of the year. I travel so frequently and he just parents our babies really well while I'm gone. Probably better than me. (laughs) (laughs) You just have to say that. (laughs) I I do, but truthfully, it's really is true. (laughs) Yeah, that's nice. So he's not a photographer also. He's not a photographer. However, he is a wedding videographer. Oh, a little synergy there. Do you guys do weddings together ever? We do. So we'll do weddings together, probably about maybe a third of our weddings. We're both on the low low uh, quantity and higher price because of that. So not too many people can afford to do both of us or typically choose right. to do both of us. Um, right. But it's nice when we do because then, you know, obviously working together is good, but the client's product comes out so much nicer when the artistic vendors work so well together. Absolutely. Yeah, that's super cool. I like that. Yeah. Um, 
I'm a wedding planner myself and I, my, I was uh, in a relationship where my boyfriend ran like a band for mm-hmm. the wedding, for weddings. Uh, and it was always magical when we could work together until the time came that it wasn't. But well, well, it was good. No, I'm just kidding. We're still good friends and we still work together all the time. So oh, that's nice. I yeah, know no, we totally, we definitely fight in the car on the way back. Even if we you know we're not in the same car, we'll call each other just to fight about it. But <laughs> did it become much harder to work together once you had a child or yes. how did it all work? I, I feel mean, like people are interested in this. Like, how do you have this cool creative type of job and then have babies? It is, honestly, it is exponentially harder and not you know, the time management thing, that's fine. And you learn to deal with that. But for me, it's always about the stress. It's about the fact that, oh my gosh, what if the person that I've asked to take care of my kids suddenly gets sick or just can't do it for whatever reason. And I don't know until five minutes before I have to leave and scramble. And I actually had that happen once, um, not five minutes before I had to leave, uh, but about... I guess, 12 hours before I had to leave. So I've had that happen. And that's the harder part. The, the juggling with the time and lack of sleep, that, that's all doable for me. It's harder, harder to rely on somebody else wholeheartedly. Yeah, for sure. It's not the same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you, I guess you just have to have a good network of go-tos. Yes. Oh, we have the list for sure. <laughs> I like it. Um, so... Was there a point that you went from shooting like 30 or 40 or 50 weddings a year to saying like, okay, now I'm going to jack my prices, shoot less weddings, or was it like a slow progression? Or how did you sort of arrive in this place you've settled now? I started with those exact numbers, 30, 40 weddings. I want to say probably the max I did in one year was maybe 45. And when I started my own business, I think the first year I booked 19 weddings and then ended up somewhere around... 30, 35, pushing 40 on average. And I realized I, I didn't like it because there is the burnout. There's, you know, the lack of creativity, it's cookie cutter, but I hated the fact that I would sometimes walk into that client, you know, the bride's house in the morning. And I was just praying that she had her veil on already. So I'd know exactly who she was, oh my gosh, uh, yeah. you know, and I, yeah. I hated that. And I realized, you know, what? I would rather do less charge more and actually cultivate a relationship with my clients. And I didn't realize it then, but it was, it was saving me this idea because, you know, there is burnout and you are shooting essentially the same thing. And mm-hmm. the past year I have been really rejuvenized, revitalized, that's the word, Ju- rejuvenated, revitalized <laughs> with, with really concentrating on my clients and learning to fall in love with them and their love story and, and finding a way through that to really enjoy the wedding photography that way and so it's it's it blessed me twice because I'm able to do less make more and fall in love with it all over again awesome and you mentioned that you um that you like doing teaching and talking so normally I ask everyone if they've spoken at a at an event like way up north before but it sounds like you probably have is that true it is true I've been teaching photography around the globe for the past 10 years or so. And in the past three years, I actually branched out and I don't just teach in the photo industry anymore. I teach uh, wedding professionals. I was last week in Las Vegas teaching DJs how to run their businesses. Nice. So yeah. just more of the business side within the industry. Business, marketing, a lot of Instagram. 
Yes. Instagram. Love it. I'm terrible. I love Instagram so much that I had to put an alarm on my Instagram to tell me when I've been on Instagram for an hour and a half each day so I can stop. Oh, that's but good. I'm also terrible because I'll like post like 10 pictures at like 3 a.m. And everyone's like, please, that's not, that's not how you're supposed to do it. You're supposed to do it at like 11.22 on a Tuesday in the morning. It's so, it's so true. <laughs> do you, are you a firm believer in like the following, like the analytics rules of Instagram? I am a firm believer in trying to follow them, but constantly experimenting and changing it because everything changes, you know, algorithms change going from chronological to not chronological change on Instagram. So yeah. You just have to keep keep messing around with it. My hot tip is like throw in a photo of your dog once in a while and watch <laughs> those likes roll in. <laughs> that, I'm going to take that tip. I have a 17-year-old Pekingese dog, so I don't know how much longer I'm going to be able to take advantage oh, of that. <laughs> yes, I'm going to be watching for a dog picture. Totally I noticed fine. like photographers, though, that you guys have it harder because you have to have a really beautiful like grid of images because yeah. these days, like me as a wedding planner, I I rarely even send a website to most of my clients now. I just send the Instagram. Me and too. Like, they look at the one, like the very first whatever they can see when they go there and they go like, yep or no, yep, no. So I was like, man, that is some pressure on that Instagram page. It's so true. Your Instagram has to look like a mini website. It's one of the things yeah. I teach actually. <laughs> yeah, good. I like it. Awesome. So when it comes to talking at stuff like this, you've been doing it for 10 years. Do you feel kind of the same way about weddings? Like where you hope you know who the bride is? Like, are you going to be, do you feel kind of bored? Like, or are you always trying to do a different talk or how do you feel about the teaching side? I go through rotations, I guess, depending on, you know, where I am, what they want. At this point, I can teach anything to anyone. So I like having those possibilities and it doesn't become repetitive that way. So, you know, at Way Up North, we're talking about lighting, which is actually my new favorite thing and something that I really worked on the past five years to, to not just master it for myself, but master teaching it to people who are just starting or intermediate level without sounding pompous or going off on lighting vocabulary that doesn't make any sense until you've been doing it for a little while. So mm -hmm. I have a lot of fun with that lately. That's cool. I think that's a great topic too, because in this kind of setting, like way up north or most conferences, there's a lot of talking about sort of inspiration and the creative side and, and life balance. So having something that's really practical for people to take away, I think always goes over well. That is my plan. Definite practicality. Yeah. And everyone dreads taking photos during dancing and stuff because it's dark and hard. Very so, true. Yeah. But those are the best photos. <laughs> <laughs> they certainly can add with the album and uh, make it much larger if you get a lot of good ones. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Always with the business angle. <laughs> <laughs> cool. And then what do you do when you're not doing things related to photography? What are some other things you like to do? Well, my husband and I make wine with our friends. Oh, nice. Yeah. Like at a little, in your house or at a place? Near at a, it's at a place. So you get together a group of friends and you choose where you want your grapes to come from. And over the course of a year to 18 months, you come back and do a little bit of work each, each time you come back, uh, but mostly eating and drinking. So it's a lot of fun. And then you end up with pretty good quality wine for a decent price when it all comes down to it. You're making a 50 gallon barrel. So it's Whoa, a good nice. amount of wine that you're, you're splitting. And then, you know, you put a label on it and put your logo on it. And now it's tax deductible wine. Nice. That's <laughs> and nice. I give it to my clients. Yeah. <laughs> Client gifts. 
gosh, I buy a lot of client gifts too. Yep. <laughs> that's amazing is it have you ever had a bad barrel where you're like that that was a waste of a year not a bad one I've definitely had favorites and ones that aren't super favorites but I find if you just wait like another six months it ages a little bit more and the taste completely changes so you might not like it when you first bottle it but you know wait six months and you might and if not then start giving a lot of it away (laughs) that's interesting and are you born and born and raised New Jersey or where are you from originally I am born and raised in New Jersey, and I've worked on my accent. I hope you don't hear it at all. And that's why I asked, because I don't hear it at all. Good. <laughs> I mean, that, I, that was a conscious choice. Yes, and I didn't I didn't know I had a Jersey accent. Every once in a while, it comes out, but I was with a friend in St. Louis, and we were all ordering what we wanted to drink, and I just asked for a glass of water, and she didn't know what water was, and I had to repeat <laughs> water a hundred times, and she's like, oh, water? I'm like, wait a minute, <laughs> what am I doing wrong here? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's yeah. And now I don't sound, sound like you're from my part of the world, like Washington State or Oregon or something. Oh, good. I think, you know, I don't know. I just don't ask for glasses of water anymore. <laughs> I like that. I was going to ask you to do the accent and then you just volunteered it. I love it. <laughs> um, I normally ask people like when they're going to speak uh at way up north like on a scale of one to ten how nervous will you be but I feel like I'm getting the vibe that you're going to be like a zero nervous I'm I'm usually a zero nervous I start to get nervous not in like a nerves way I don't mind public speaking at all I enjoy it but I get more nervous the more I I care I guess about it so when I get closer to it and I start meeting all the people there and seeing, you know, the energy, all I'm going to want to do is a good job for you guys. So I don't get nervous, like stage fright. I just get, um, I guess I hold high standards and I just, I want to give you everything I have. So not quite nervous, but a little bit of something. (laughs) I like it. it. You care. That's nice. Yeah. I'm just going to come in phone it in and leave. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> How long are you going to be in France for? I will be there just for those two, three days. So I am actually leaving a wedding mid-reception to catch my plane on time. Oh, no. Yep. Um, I have other photographers coming in to cover it. And nice. then I am hopping on the plane, teaching and hopping back for the next wedding the next weekend. Oh my gosh, amazing. Do you, do you do a lot of destination work? I don't. I do not like doing destination work too much. I used to, but, you know, now when I think about the time away from my kids and I really, really hate lugging gear and packing it, so I, I'm not a huge fan of destination stuff unless I can drive. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I think I feel like uh, when you're newer into the world of weddings, destinations are very glamorous and they it are exciting and it sounds like free travel. And then once you've done a bit, then you realize it's so much more output than than it's worth. So, yes, <laughs> so much more work. It, it really is like double, triple the amount of work on a wedding. And you end up making a lot less money because if you're thinking about your per hour rate that you end up getting after all your costs you know, you're, you're not going to pay that much if half, you know, two days is travel and, and all of that. But you know, when you're first starting out, or actually I met with a photographer today, his name's Clean, uh, Clean Glassel, and he does all destination work and absolutely loves it. So yeah, more power to him. I'll send them to him. (laughs) Yeah. It's got to be right for your life. Right. Exactly. For me as a wedding planner too, it's, 
I don't even know how there are those planners that do all destination because, oh my God, it's like you're a bride yourself just like Googling and trying to find good vendors. And I guess you know a bit more about what to look for, but you don't have any of your your network around. And so I, th- I feel like those people are crazy because they're working so much harder to plan a wedding that they could have planned, you know, in the blink of an eye at home where they know everything already. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. much more difficult. Yeah, totally. And when you have something to be home for, I think that's different too when you're young and and you just want to travel versus having a family at home or in my case, two cats and a dog. <laughs> it's true. You know, the stuff at home, but even if you just you don't have kids, you just you kind of like being home sometimes or at least, you know, having the freedom to be. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, what is something about you that people would be surprised to know if you can think of something like a hidden talent or <laughs> something you went through one time, anything? Well, I think most of my little hidden talents I leverage on Instagram. So people see that kind of stuff like playing the piano or I don't know, other things. Okay. But one little thing I am such a geek at heart. I actually have played Dungeons and Dragons with my friends and plan to more in the future. So <laughs> I am, I'm as geeky as they get. <laughs> I like that. Closet nerd. Definitely. Are you going to be one of those like a video game players who like puts it on YouTube? I don't know much about that, but I know it's a thing. It's a thing. Uh, Twitch is actually, I think they do it on YouTube. Yes. Yeah, but Twitch is the other one. I, there's a possibility that might come about in my future. I haven't had a chance to play video games in so long, but Final Fantasy is my jam. I love it. <laughs> oh God, amazing. I like it. Okay, I like it. You're a bit nerdy. That's, mm-hmm. That is good. That is a good, uh, a good <laughs> not a hidden talent, I guess, but surprising fact. Now you're going to have a bunch of people at Way Up North come up and be like, can we play Dungeons and Dragons together? Oh my gosh. If anybody wants to bring their magic cards, we can definitely play magic. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. but I like <laughs> Someone will, hopefully. <laughs> can someone bring me a magic card? <laughs> cool. Um, okay. Have you ever been in a situation at a wedding where you didn't know what to do? Or just like a a story of an extremely challenging work moment. You know, I I tell the story when I talk about uh, speed posing, which is something I teach, not going to teach that away up north. If you want to know about it, speedposing.com. But I talk about a time where I had a massive family list and I did everything, tried to talk her down, try to, you know, group some of these together, not have so repetitive things, but massive family and they just they wanted all these pictures so we allotted an appropriate amount of time about an hour to do all these photos mm-hmm. and about 75 percent of the way 80 percent of the way through the bride you can just see her temperature rising and she's getting more red and frustrated with the people that aren't listening or too loud or aren't there and at one point she just says I've had it and she leaves like exit stage right crazy bride and in her defense totally wasn't even crazy. Her family was driving her crazy. It was not her fault. So I kind of like, oh my gosh, I just had the bride leave the scene and I don't know what to do. So I'd given her five minutes and then I went down to the bridal suite and her mom stops me and she says, Vanessa, with her hand up in my face, Jessica has had a moment. And (laughs) I hear the bride from behind the mom going, I just took off my wedding dress and everything and just laid here on the couch naked. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, she just, she had, had it. Uh, and I didn't know what to do. I had no idea. I'm like, this this is unprecedented. Hasn't happened again since. Um, but 
I just kind of, you know, let it go at that point, her decision. And eventually she did get dressed again and walk down the aisle. And we took some more pictures afterwards. But it was I mean, I guess at the end of the day, it's not not really like she's going to hold you accountable if she didn't get all the group photos when she, you know, got naked. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Like nudity is not what we're photographing. I charge more for that. So (laughs) you have to get dressed. Fair. Fair. That would have been funny, though. Uh, I love it. Um, Yeah. I mean, you just I think you kind of just got to roll with it. Uh, photographers have a tough job, man. You guys are so close to the bride and groom and there's, there's so much like frenetic energy and like drama in some cases Mm -hmm. in that bubble. I don't know how you live in it for like eight hours, 10 hours, at least as a planner, I can like step away and be behind the scenes for a few minutes, but you got to stay with the action. Yep. We are front and center at all times. You just learn to smile through the stress and then eventually not, I mean, not much stresses me out anymore. It really doesn't I just, I told myself a little while ago that, you know, they hired me because I'm the best person for their wedding. And I'm going to just start believing that I'm the best person for this wedding. And whatever I do is the best that could have been done for this wedding. And I can't give them anything more than that or expect anything more from myself. Nice. That sounds like a serene place to be. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Um, when you're on, when you scrolling Instagram, do you ever scroll Instagram for fun or do you just, is it just work for you? Oh my gosh. So a friend of mine has introduced me to the little bunny pages that are on Instagram. Have you seen these? What? No, that sounds exactly oh, like I need to know about though. It, it is hysterical. They're just like these Instagram accounts with nothing but cute little rabbits, little baby bunnies, little baby kittens. Uh, one of them is called rabbit.bunny and it's a it's hysterical. I was watching this one the other day and it's just a video of two bunnies eating obnoxiously like mouths open and celery chomping away. And then it pans over to this other little bunny with big floppy ears. That's just staring at them, not eating anything. Like it, it's, it's so hysterical. If you go to rabbit.bunny, oh, I, March, I follow do it. it right yeah. Then check it out. Over now. Good. It's, it's the video from March 8th, and you just have to watch it all the way through. I hysterically laugh. This is probably the fifth time I'm watching it again right now. This is the fifth time I'm watching this video. <laughs> it's so funny. I like it. Yeah, I, I go down some rabbit holes on Instagram, too. But the reason I was asking was I was going to say... Wait, was that pun intended? <laughs> that was not pun intended. I'm just... <laughs> I have not, I've clearly not gone down the rabbit hole, although I want to. On this rabbit.bunny page, there's a photo of... A bunny, it's right near the bottom. It's one of the new, the oldest posts on there with like the most amazing quaff of hair I've ever seen. I'm going to tag you. Oh, the, the mohawk, the mohawk yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. good. So great. For all your listeners at home, <laughs> rabbit.money, go there. Um, yeah. Okay. But anyways, I was asking in a more serious way, do you ever like you're on Instagram and you know, you're looking at rabbits or whatever, and then you come across um, a photo by someone else and think like, oh, I wish I took that photo. Uh, that person's better than me. Like, do you have those moments? Oh yeah. I threatened to quit constantly. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody did. It was actually on a Facebook group. Someone had just, you know, posted someone's Instagram and said, oh my gosh, if you don't know who this person is, go check them out. And I did. And I immediately quit. <laughs> um, I think, I don't know, as creatives, I think we just get that way. We, you know, we do look at things for inspiration, but every once in a while you just look and you feel defeated. It's like, I'm never going to get there. Um, 
But then I remind myself where I used to be and you know what, maybe I will get there one day. And if not, that's okay too. As long as yeah, I keep moving forward. Other, other people are quitting when they look at your Instagram page. Just There's that, that too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. It can be a vicious circle, but I also feel like a lot of people get down on the gram and they say like, you know, you can't go on there cause you'll compare yourself and you'll feel this and that bad thing. But I also feel like I get my, some of my best ideas there. And, oh, and inspired right. there. Yeah, you have to go in there with the right mentality. And if there is some kind of page for whatever reason that keeps putting you down, then you know what? Unfollow that one and work on the other ones. Yeah, that's right. And just go to rabbit.bunny when you're having a moment. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> go look at the bunnies. <laughs> oh, man, I love it. My favorite, like, random thing to watch when I need to just not think about work for a minute is dogs or soldiers coming home to their dogs we oh. ever that and gone down that hole that is like oh. a beer festival of the best I know. then you just start crying and no <laughs> like normal people watch soldiers coming home and surprising their kids but for me it's the dogs <laughs> <laughs> rightfully so excellent um okay parting parting question is after you've given your talk at way up north what do you hope that people will be saying as they walk to their lunch break or their dinner break or, or whatever they're going to after? Like, what do you hope to leave them with as far as a feeling or knowledge or, or what? I hope to leave them with confidence. And that's because I'm speaking about off-camera flash. And for the first 15 years of my photography knowledge career, whatever you want to call it, I was just scared of it and I had no confidence in it no matter how many times I tried it. And I've worked really hard at trying to take something that is technically pretty complex and bringing it to whatever level, you know, my, my students are at. So I really hope to just instill confidence and get people excited to try it and experiment and pun always intended, see things in a new light. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Good pun. Good pun. That's a good Mm -hmm. end note. Well, thank you so much, Vanessa. Yeah, absolutely. We'll see you in like a few weeks at this point. So close. I can't wait. Yes. Awesome. Well, we'll see you in France. See you then. Thank you. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.